everybody. This is Eric the Smoke Moran, and you're listening to Heroes 101. And if you're not listening, then you're a chump. So you need to listen in and become a hero on Hero 101. Yes! That's awesome! That's possibly the coolest thing I've ever heard. Exactly 2016 years to the day, if we give or take 40 or 50 years either way, and can believe generations have handed down verbal records which were probably misinterpreted and misunderstood. Uh, you know, that someone may or may not have been born in possibly Palestine and possibly around this time. Wait, wait, is that not festive enough for you? Is that too much humbug? Hey, we, we all got a day off work. <laughs> what am I going on about? Happy New Year is what I'm trying to say. This is uh, Spectre from the New York Initiative. And while I may be uh, sick of this uh, cold northeast winter where uh, it's only just begun, who am I not sick of? I'm not sick of uh, my hostess with the mostest from the West Coast. Rock and roll. <laughs> I like that. I, what I was, was thinking that about? Is he going to say West Coast? Pretty cool. You, you earned brownie points for that. How you it doesn't doing? work that way. It doesn't work that way, and we're joined as ever by uh, by the awesome Nightbug on the soundboards. Don't do that. Hey, <laughs> hey. So, so how you doing, you guys? Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year. Did you have a good New Year? What did you do? <laughs> you know, oh, God, I'm such a cliche. I... Uh, Went to the movies and I saw Star Wars again. <laughs> that was my that was my New Year's <laughs> Eve. This is this is why we are partners because we did we did this, the same thing. We did the same thing. We went to the movies and we saw Star Wars again, and um and and it ended right before midnight it, it was literally what like five minutes before midnight yeah. and we started the countdown in the theater and uh because no one was counting down we're going okay what do you guys you're sitting here so we waited till 10 seconds and then we started yelling 10 9 8 you know i think that's a pretty good way to start the new year thank you very much yeah, you know, we we uh, we went up to a town, uh, a city just north of where we are in in Westchester County called White Plains, and they uh, they were actually closing the whole city centre off for uh, for a New Year's Eve street party, and we were trying to get through just to get to the movie theatre to go and see Star Wars. Like nobody else was going to the movies at all. Everyone else was lining up, and we're like, can we just get through? We just need to be over there to the movies. It starts in ten minutes. And we don't care about your stupid party. We just want to get into the IMAX. Like. <laughs> This is a true fan here. True fan, you know. And our last show of the year was the the whole, you know, spoilers for The Force Awakens. Wow, yeah, we think, really did Star Wars, didn't we? We did, did Star we did. Wars proud. We did Star Wars proud. And, and you know what, though? You just said that you, you went to go see it at IMAX. I haven't done that yet. I hear that's 
the best way to see it, actually. Some people are saying it's even better in 3D. Yeah, you I have that? to say, you know, I sometimes I'm always a little skeptical about how uh, how good 3D is going to be, you know, especially for movies that are very fast paced and tons right. of action. Yeah, I remember seeing one of the the last Matrix movies in 3D and being really disappointed that it was just a big blur of, you know, blurry motion. But uh, this right. was phenomenal, like <laughs> the sound around you in the in the fighter scenes, and it was yeah, really really immersive. It was really great. Mm. See, I got to do that. I think the one thing that that got me, I haven't I haven't seen it in 3D yet, but the one comment that made me say, I've got to go because like you, I'm skeptical about 3D. Um, but and Nightbug is definitely he hates going to movies in 3D. But uh, the one comment that I got was someone said you can actually feel the scale when you're looking at it in 3D. Yeah. Yeah, so so that's, you know what, if we're going to be talking about the things we loved and things we didn't like so much, you know, of 2015, I guess the listeners can tell what we really loved in 2015. <laughs> Top of my list. <laughs> you know what, I must admit, I, I also suffer from a really poor memory, and uh, pretty much the last week is my 2015. I, I struggled to remember anything before that, but I did write a list to, to talk about on this show because, you know, I had to go back through Facebook. What the hell did I do, Facebook? What did I do for the last year? That's what I did, too. I thought, if anything, if we've got a record anywhere, it's going to be on Facebook because we just we love to do that. What can we say, right? Yeah. You know, uh, this this reminds me, it's it's so dumb, right? You know, Facebook does the one year ago this thing happened, and my wife got a pop-up. Um, actually, I got a pop-up on Facebook saying four years ago um, my wife had written, that this is uh, one of the most touching things that had ever happened to her, and, and she was so grateful to me for it, and she was never going to forget it. And both of us, neither of us has any recollection of what this touching thing that I did that she's <laughs> never going to forget was. <laughs> we, we were literally like looking on Facebook the day before, the day after. Are there any photos? There's nothing no, to indicate no. what the hell this thing was. It's just, so you have yeah. no idea what you did. Oh, wow, that's so Apparently funny. it was great, though. I don't know, maybe it was the kind of thing you can't post on Facebook. Maybe they removed it for inappropriate content. Yeah, maybe it was something really cool. You know, something sexy time. I don't know. Maybe, I don't yeah, know. I, don't doesn't do that. sound like me, but... <laughs> but, oh, man. you know, that's like hiding something so well that no one else will find it, and then you lose it, you know. <laughs> that's 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 me all the time. Anyway, I'm sorry. Yeah, I was thinking it's more like the kind of thing where you get up to pick something up and you think to yourself, why did I get up again? What was I doing? Why am I in this room? Exactly. Yeah. What am I doing? (laughs) And it's not that we're getting old. I'm sorry. I refuse to be, oh, you guys are getting old. That's fine. No, I was doing that when I was 17. Okay, so. (laughs) Getting old? Yeah, yeah, I was getting old. Shut up. So uh, I guess what we haven't said yet is who the hell are we and (laughs) what is this radio show? Um, I'd kind of hope people would know if they listen in, but do you want to do you want to explain who we are? Uh, sure, um, and and you know we I, I have to make this this happy announcement because I'm I'm pretty jazzed about it. We are now over forty three thousand listens strong. Forty thousand. This never ends. Someone's listening to us, so that might be somebody new. And if you're new to us in Heroes 101 Radio, who we are, what we are, is um, this was the idea of uh, 
of a group of people called the Initiative uh, Collective, if you will. And the Initiative is just a group of of people, everyday people like you and me, um, who are trying to, I say, save the world one good deed at a time. We do all kinds of altruistic events, and we do them weekly. We have uh, seven branches right now across the United States and in the U.K., and um, we just got together because we were all of a like mind that uh, the police can't do everything. They can't keep their eyes on everything. So we try to be extra eyes and ears for them. And we try to help our communities through uh, things like homeless outreach, um, neighborhood uh, crime watch patrols, you know, use needle pickups. Uh, free self-defense classes, and anything else that we can do, anything that we're needed um, to do to help uh, better our communities. This radio show is just us coming together once a week and sharing some of those ideas and some tips on how to live a healthier, happier, and safer life. So we have a fun time, in case you haven't surmised by now. So we hope that you stick with us because... We get feedback all the time telling us that, uh, you know, they, they learned maybe one thing new on our station that, that might have made a difference in something in their life. So hopefully tonight you'll hear something that helps you have a better 2016. Yeah, and, you know, I would uh, I would say that this radio show was kind of born out of the, the desire to um, counterbalance some of the, uh, the doom and gloom that goes on in the media. You know, the fear-mongering and... You know, some of that fear mongering is justified, but there, there's also good stuff that happens in the world as well. So, you know, part of it part of it was a desire to share some some good news and some positivity and, and try to balance that out. Um, and the other side of it was was trying to, I guess, born from the thought of wouldn't it be a, a much nicer world if everybody just did did a few a few small nice things for people around them? You know, if everyone just tried to benefit their community in just some small way, if it just you know, random acts of kindness uh, can can build up if if lots and lots of people are doing them. So, you know, I, I guess when we look back on 2015, it'll be interesting to see uh, how close we got to some of those goals. Oh, absolutely, and I'm glad you brought that up because <clears throat> you're you're absolutely right. I think one of the reasons that we that we exist is because all you hear about is the bad side of people, and um, we wanted to bring a balance to to that, not just with the radio station, but but you know, with our groups and the deeds that we do. So thank you. I, I forgot to bring that part up. But, uh, so, you know, I guess looking back on <clears throat> on 2015, for me, um, there were some major, major uh, events there that, that we, you know, we did as a, as a group, um, which were, were all first for me. Um, I don't even know where to start, but <laughs> the, the one that, that, that kind of jumps out at me, first and foremost, because... I guess a we did a huge amount of good via this event, but also we were involved in a in a vast number of really really awesome people and, and a really great team um, was of course the Warrior Dash and uh, you know I mean you you guys have done the Warrior Dash a few years in a row before that but for me this was a first and I and I kind of felt like I'd opened my big mouth and volunteered myself for something that I really wasn't suited for. Um, but uh, the, you know the story behind this is that um, one of our uh, our most esteemed friends and, and colleagues in, in the real life superhero community, and then also just as a as a great person doing some amazing work, is uh, a person called Misfit and known as Misfit. Um, 
Misfit promotes a ton of positivity um, in various forms through charity work and things, but but all via the medium of, um, I guess, pr- uh, she, the fact that she's a professional bodybuilder, but also through uh, personal fitness, and she she does a ton of promotion of of personal fitness and 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 personal well well being and health and. Um, She's been doing a lot of work for, for a number of years now for the um, St. Jude's Children's Hospital, who uh, are a, a free hospital that provide free health care for kids who effectively have cancer or some other some other terminal illness. And, and you know, really, they're, they're the last resort for parents who don't have insurance and, and have just literally received the worst news that any parent could ever have. Um, so the Warrior Dash is one of the means by which Misfits team... Um, and, and there's you know quite a large number of people in the team um, generate uh, money for for the St Jude's Hospital. And uh, if you don't know the Warrior Dash, it's, it's one of these mud runs. It's like a Spartan race or a Tough Mudder. It's it's the same kind of deal. It's obstacles. It's running. It's diving in tons and tons of mud. And um, <laughs> which you know to me as a newcomer to this was pretty horrifying. <laughs> and uh, when I realised I'd opened my mouth and volunteered for this thing, um, but. Uh, you know, for me personally, um, it, it was a real transformational event. And, uh, you know, transformational in a physical way because it required me actually to get my lazy butt into shape and do some running and some pull-ups and things and try to <laughs> try to actually get fit, which was which was great. Um, but but even more so on the on the fundraising for the St Jude's um, charity. That you know, I, I was amazed that everybody involved was pulling together. Everyone had great tips on how to raise money for St Jude's. Um, and and you know, for me, asking for money was way outside of my comfort zone. And it, you know, particularly I was going to companies, to corporations that that my company deals with, to you know, to my boss and people like that, and, and asking for sponsorship money. Um, and the response was absolutely overwhelming. And, and we, you know, we raised, I guess, I, I forget what the total was, but, I, you know, I know it was well over $20,000 um, through the through the team for that event. Um, so, I think it was over 25000 actually, 25, wasn't it? 25000 Yeah, 25, it, I mean, it kept going, didn't it? Even after the event, it kept going. Yeah. Am I crazy? Was it? All I know is it was it was an unprecedented amount for a team. To yeah. raise for any any Warrior Dash. Um, in fact, I think we're the highest raising team of any Warrior Dash team in the country. Right. Which is right. pretty freaking awesome if you think <laughs> about that. You know, there yeah. are teams out there who have trouble raising, you know, two thousand. You know, who have trouble raising, you know, four thousand dollars, and we raised twenty twenty five thousand. I think it was something like that. I think you're right. So, yeah, that that's. Pretty amazing <laughs> for me. I just I, I I still marvel because like you you were in there you know just leading the pack leading our team um, for donations and I was going God he he absolutely committed and went insane <laughs> you know and then you did you did such a good job I was blown away. Well, you know, I, I I must admit, I mean, for me, I was lucky that I had some corporate sponsorship behind me, and you know, companies can obviously donate a hell of a lot more than than an individual in most cases. So, you know, a lot of it was just who I was approaching. But, um, you know, I, I I guess for me, the whole run up to the event was was pretty insane. You know, I I I got my hair cut for the first time in a decade in anticipation of getting covered in mud, and and as kind of another sweetener for the charity collection. Um, 
but you know that the whole thing was just was just crazy um but then the actual weekend of the event was was just a blur of, of just amazing great people to hang out with um you know a weekend in in pretty much in nashville and and uh and then the guys went on to memphis um and uh just just a whole blur of awesomeness that that, that whole warrior dash experience no oh, yeah yeah <clears throat> in fact are you signing up for the next one coming up because i think that some a first timer to the warrior dash chuck uh a new guy on the team got so inspired by doing this Warrior Dash that he decided that he was going to head the one up in, I believe, is it South Carolina? Uh, this is, Yeah, the next one's in uh, Henderson in North Carolina. North um, Carolina. And I'm already signed up. And uh, what's, oh, uh, what's really surprised on. me, and, you know, I guess it's one of these things where, you know, a bit of positivity can snowball and, and, and just grow into into more positivity, which is, is awesome. Um, but, uh, yeah, I've actually, my, my wife's going to be, uh, well, has already signed up and is, is already training. She started training yesterday. Um, Sweet. Was out, yeah, she was out on the running track in sub-zero temperatures yesterday. And, uh, oh, um, man, that's awesome. Yeah, and, and I think and- it's is going to put me to shame, but uh, yeah. Uh, what month is that supposed to be in? It's supposed to be June, is it? Or yeah, I think it's June tenth. Um, it's yeah, the very beginning of June. June tenth. Okay, so that's not horribly hot. It shouldn't be, right? By then, no, in, South, would, in North Carolina. North Carolina's yeah, not not that bad. Yeah, so that's good because you know if it were like later in the year, July or August, I'd go, "You're crazy." <laughs> But that's not so bad. So we might join you, depending on um, on what our plans with uh, Project Hope uh, turn out to be. But it's it's. I'd encourage anybody to listen. Anybody who's listening, my uh, um, the our team captain, Miss Fit, she welcomes everybody. Anybody who wants to join in and uh, run with us, hang out with us, it's it's so much fun. It's such a welcoming group of people too. You'd love it. Yeah, and you so know what, as you more. say, the, the guy who's running the North Carolina event in June um, had never done one of these before. He'd never even met the Misfits team previously, came along and, and loved the event so much that <clears> he's <throat> now running one of his own. So, you know, right. it, it, that's a pretty much a testament to how much fun these things are. Well, you know, in, in thinking back on some of the best, I you know what, I don't know if, if I told you this, but I I did list out all of our shows for this year. And, um, you know, it, when you get a chance, uh, in case, you know, for any of the listeners who didn't get to hear, you know, who didn't get to hear all of our shows, there's some, some of our, some of our listeners are, you're wonderful and we want to thank you for listening right now because, you know, without you guys, there's no us or, you know, without you, we're just kind of talking to ourselves, <laughs> which isn't new, but that, anyway, um, <laughs> we, we have, uh, some listeners who've listened you know, all year long and have not missed a show. But if you've missed any shows, I, I, you can always catch them in the archives. Um, every show is archived and every show is available on iTunes, you know, podcasts and such. So, um, But I did list all of the shows. Um, and maybe later we can, I, I'll mention them and you can, uh, if you want to, you can give me like a, uh, your your recollection of, of uh, what you remembered most about that show. <laughs> That, that sounds fun. And yeah, you know, have that for a test of your memory. Before this show, um, the, the, 
you know, you were saying that, that you, we've actually had more shows in the last 12 months than we ever had, you know, in, in a previous year, which kind of blows me away because it, it's been a fairly active radio show. And the fact that we uh, surpassed that last year is, is kind of nuts in itself. Mm-hmm. We absolutely did. If, if uh, <clears throat> we had, we've been on the air for three, three, uh, three years now. Three twenty, yeah. yeah, a little over three. And last year's uh, total was more than the other two combined. In fact, I believe so. We, yeah, we were we were rolling last year, and here we are again this year. And um, this time last year, we were talking also about our best and worst of. It was a best and worst of episode. And man, I I seem to remember bitching a lot about things that I did not like in twenty fourteen. But uh, I twenty fourteen. Yeah. Not twenty fifteen. No, because it was it was the beginning of twenty fifteen. It was uh, January twenty fifteen. We were talking about what we loved and and hated about twenty fourteen. I, I just I I just remember going, oh yeah, and that really got on my nerves, and that got on my nerves. So. Yeah, I, I seem to remember <laughs> myself being the same. I wasn't exactly a, a beacon of light <laughs> in that show. I, I think I'd, I had landlords that tried to evict me and a bunch of crap going on at home. And, I was, uh, you know, it wasn't uh, wasn't the best of years. But 2015 was was definitely a uh, an uptick from there. Definitely, definitely. Uh, it feels like it feels like we we did a lot. It felt like we were doing something every other month, didn't it? You know. Um, yeah group wise and and uh reaching out to our audience and such and because <clears throat> i remember the the second the second show of january it was you and dark guardian um another teammate of yours who uh you guys had a new york takeover because oh, i i believe i was i was traveling down to la during that time and, and <laughs> you guys you guys had that new york takeover and i don't know if that was the show in which Captain Blackheart joined you and was absolutely schnockered. <laughs> no, that was a Christmas show, actually. That was a few weeks earlier. Um, we did a Christmas show with um, oh, Doug yeah. Guardian and I hosting it, and uh, good old Cappy was, <laughs> was, had been hitting the crack in a little hard, I think, before that one, <laughs> which was massively entertaining, God. if not that coherent. Good Lord. That's, he's, he's awesome. He's a, he's a super villain. For those of you who aren't familiar with whoever Captain Blackheart is, he is actually, you know, uh, just like every day has to have its night, every real-life superhero has to have its real-life supervillain community. So um, Captain Blackheart is, is a real-life supervillain. He doesn't blow up banks or anything like that. But it doesn't he, work that way. No, it doesn't work that way. He keeps... He keeps uh, real-life superheroes honest and calls them out if they're BSing a little too much online or wherever. So he's a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Go back in the archives and listen to that one. It's crazy. That one was crazy. It was a Christmas show with with uh, the New York Initiative. <laughs> you know, I, I may I've got I don't know whether I confessed it before, but I may have used the uh, the mute button quite um, generously <laughs> with Cappy that night. You may. As, yeah. as someone who has been <laughs> with him, you know, in person when he's been really drunk, uh, sometimes I wish we had a mute button. <laughs> because, you know, as never people end. Me, they will keep going on and on and on, you know, as well-meaning as they are to let you know how much they love you. Um, you know, they tell you 50 times. <laughs> so You know, 
I, I remember the last time I actually was drinking with uh, with Captain Blackheart in person was, um, I think, the night of your wedding, um, and in your in, in your own home, and we were sat out on the uh, the patio and I, on the kind of deck behind your house, and and I um, mm-hmm. I was actually getting like a four a.m. flight or something, so I was. Uh, Definitely the soberer of the bunch. Um, and uh, Captain Blackheart was talking to, to someone who was a lot younger and more impressionable and, and pretty well uh, oiled themselves. And um, he was telling this kid that um, he had stolen a dinghy and was going to be rowing it out to Alcatraz that night. And, and, and they'd come up with this whole plan. And this kid completely believed him. And he was he was like ready. He almost had the wetsuit on, you know, just ready to hit, hit the uh, the sea to Alcatraz. Oh. oh, man, you should have had that recorded. That would have been hilarious to listen to later. Now I remember who you're talking yeah. about. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. <clears throat> yeah, that was, a, that was an insane night. Um but the the New York takeover thing you were talking about was was kind of interesting for me because you know we we talked it, it got very kind of Gotham at some point it was like uh, the dark <laughs> underbelly of New York City but it was uh, it was all about the, really the the birth of the real life superhero movement in New York the kind of the, the birth of almost like citizen vigilantes as well and and you know where it worked and where it didn't work and and you know where things had gone horribly wrong um, with that kind of a movement and and different you know different groups like the Guardian Angels and, and other groups in New York City. And, um, and you know, Dark Guardian has obviously been around for, for a long time and has a ton of experience in this stuff and, and, you know, has a really good insight into the other groups and, and you know, wh- why they work and why some of them don't work. So it was, you know, for, for people who are interested in the... Um, the workings of real life superhero teams and, and, and of any, especially I guess for the people who say, you know, why don't you guys just go out and actually fight crime? Why don't you just confront drug dealers? And why don't you take a oh. gun on patrol? You know, for, for the people with those kind of questions, that, that show's got a lot of answers for you. Oh yeah. See, so, and we're going through these in order, you guys. So if you start in January, you'll, you'll hear, you know, there's that New York takeover episode. <clears throat> Lots of good answers in that one, um, which we may have to revisit sometime because we still get the same questions on our Facebook page. You know, why don't you guys do this? Well, you know, here's why. Um, so in February, we had, a, a you know, a couple of our favorite guests. Uh, the one that you got to uh, got to talk to, I think it was twice, was um, a gentleman here in California by the name of Mark Reeder. A.K.A. Batman. Yeah. 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 He was uh, so uh, the guy from Heroes for Hope. Um, and you know there there are a few of these groups. There's Heroes for Hire as well, and and you know a few of these groups who uh, where where people dress up as comic book characters or movie characters and uh, go around, particularly children's hospitals or schools, and. Um, Either you know, either do their best to raise the spirits of sick kids, or they um, pass on messages of positivity, and, and that's exactly what uh, Mark Prater from uh, Heroes for Hope does. Um, oh yeah, that's as, right, Mark Prater. I, I can't remember. I, I think we had a typo in the name of the show. I <laughs> right, <think I> remember, <laughs> which, which was awesome. <laughs> but, you uh, know, to make up for that. <laughs> my yeah, family. but you know uh, got... what? What blew my mind was was on oh. the show when we were talking to him about the whole Batman thing, and you know the amazing work that he does and he and his team does in terms of uh, you know helping sick kids and helping schools um he then mentioned his other passion which we shared which was um that he actually invented a lightsaber style 
Um, so for, the, for those Star Wars fans out there, there are real lightsaber classes where you can go along um, and actually practice sword fighting, fencing, and, and you know, various other uh, Eastern and Western forms of, of martial sword fighting. And both from a combat point of view and also a theatrical point of view. And Mark Prader, who is Batman, who is Heroes for Hope, is also an inventor of uh, one of the most popular forms of uh, the, what they call the Nova Star um, lightsaber techniques. So um, that, that was pretty cool. That was a weird little uh, small world kind of a moment. Yeah, you know, our our lightsaber instructor, <laughs> we take lightsaber classes, guys, um, just mentioned him this last weekend. So he's going to be coming in and teaching um, a couple classes. So I'm telling you, we're going to have to coordinate this, this visit. You're going to have to do, Spectre, because it'd be great to go and take some classes. I mean, you already interviewed the guy. Can you imagine taking classes from him, too, with the you know, during lightsaber? <laughs> Mind-blowing. <laughs> but we've got a minute uh, of his um, talking about what he does and why. Can we go ahead and play that? Oh, please. That would be awesome. Okie doke. Yeah, you know, I've got to ask Mark. Um, I, mean, what, I guess two two questions. You know, firstly, why why superheroes, and I guess aside from that, why Batman in particular? Well, um, why superheroes? Because everyone I know loves superheroes one way or the other. I mean, um, especially nowadays. I mean, superheroes now that the new movies coming out, um, they've really kind of gotten somewhat of a resurgence, I believe. You know in pop culture. I mean, they've always been popular, of course, but now especially with the new um, Batman movie coming out with Superman and all that, Wonder Woman and so on and so on, it's going to be a little bit more integrated, you know, and um, Batman. Well, that, that right there, you know, I've liked Batman all my life, like most Batman people do, but um, what really attracts me to the Batman character is the fact that he has no superpowers whatsoever. Zero. Everything he does is from within. If you take away the money, the Batmobile, the Batcave, and you just have some guy in a bat suit, but he still has the inner strength that Bruce Wayne has, that's Batman. And one of the things I really want to bring across to the people who I speak to is that everybody has it in them to be a Batman. Um, and I talk about real-life heroes, police officers, firemen, um, people in the military, people who who, you know, put their lives on the line daily, like Batman does, for example. You know, those are great examples of people who have worked so hard to become who they are. And like them, you could pull out your inner Batman, you know, and become someone extraordinary. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what a cool guy. I mean, not not that we have too many people on the show that we finish the show and say, man, what a dick, but... (laughs) Right? <laughs> Jeez, I mean, Mark, Mark Prater is, is a different level of cool guy. Man, he, yeah, this everything, he walks the walk. You know, we use that term a lot around here, but I love it when we, because, you know, we, we, we tend to inspire people by doing whatever we do, you know, our group, um, whenever we try to do good deeds. But it's awesome when people come on and just completely inspire us and we think, whoa, we we can't wait you know, uh, to, to get out there and do something because of you guys. So, um, and speaking of one of my favorite shows, I, I have to say is the one, uh, I'm going forward to March here. Um, 
and it was one in which you had your kids on, and it was called Honey, I Inspired the Kids, and wow. that that was fantastic. I just I couldn't believe that uh, you you know just the answers to that your children gave to um, certain questions you had, but you know I I haven't met them yet, but I can't wait to meet them. And after that show, I was going, I really want to meet those kids. <laughs> you know, yeah, I must admit I'd completely forgotten that we'd done that. But um, that, that for me, was, was really important, actually, that show. Um, uh, you know, I think both in terms of, um, you know, the hope that we can actually inspire kids and, and that the work we do, you know, to to the next generation who pick up that mantle, that, that they'll kind of carry it and, and do better than we did. Um but, you know, also for me personally to actually understand how my own kids feel about that. And, you know, since that show, they, they've gone on and they, they've actually helped me physically at Homeless Handouts. And, you know, we were involved in, in Superheroes Anonymous recently and, and my wife and, and both of my kids came down and, you know, were handing out winter clothes to, to homeless people in, in the Bowery, um, which was, you know, which was amazing to see them have the uh, the courage to do that because it can be a, a scary situation. Um you know, as, as much as it's safe, it can be it can be intimidating. Um, no, absolutely, and, and especially you know, yeah, especially in June. So that is, right, yeah. right, especially when when a lot of the recipients aren't in their right minds. You know what I mean? And it's you know they're due to drugs or whatever mental illness, and so it can be really intimidating for a child. So um, it's it's awesome that you brought them there because I know how safe you guys keep them. Um, and it, it also gives them a glimpse into what real life can be, you know, when you end up taking a wrong turn or, or when something, you know, unfortunate happens in your life, something tragic. This is what can happen to reality. So, yeah. And, you know, that, that was the thing that impressed me most about how they dealt with their first homeless outreach event was was not not that they were there and they were physically handing stuff out, but when a homeless person came to my eldest daughter and asked her if she had any hats, she was so respectful and and you know and and you know just talked to him as if she was someone working in a shop, you know, and was was just you know doing a service that she was being paid for. She was very kind of professional, really respectful to the guy, and and he came away with a with a massive smile on his face and. You know that that that's how this work should be. It should be fun for everyone involved. It should be respectful, and there should be no kind of you know looking down on people. I guess. No, absolutely not. I I just I think that uh, Travis Heisel of the Legacy Initiative, another great group um, that started in um, Utah and is is pretty well known for their homeless outreach. By you know they they help thousands at a time. Um, and is now expanding to Hawaii. And don't think I don't see you sitting there on hold, Travis. Uh, <laughs> he said something once at an outreach when we went to go visit him in Utah that that, that you know just resonated with me. That um, when you say you're helping, that puts you above them. So what we we should say is that we serve. We serve our community. And you know, I, I thought, wow, that really makes a big difference. Because we we all should serve our fellow men, you know that's that's what we're here for. So and and uh, speaking of, you know, I think we should bring bring him on. If this isn't him, I'll feel awfully silly. But it's the only Hawaii area code I know. Is it not, Mr. Heisel? Is it is you? indeed me. I knew it. I Hello. Knew it. 
<laughs> I was taking a big chance that that's where 808 area code might be from some, but I'm yes. going, I recognize Hawaii's area code when I see it. So, <laughs> and I'm quite, quite jealous, aren't we, Spectre? We're, we're just, you're lucky we're talking to you at all. Oh, man. You know, we, we were going to queue up some uh, congratulations for later in the show because there's, there's a lot of cool stuff that's, you know, either happened very recently or is coming up in 2016. But uh, number one on my list of congratulations was, was you, sir, for your, your move to Hawaii. Absolutely. Oh, it's a. Just remember, I, I moved here, and, and now I get to start it all over again. So <laughs> I've got my works out for me, that's for sure. You know, and you I've know, got a feeling it's not going to be as easy as Utah was. You know, here's, here's you know, the I, thing. I don't, no one I don't have the uh, magnificent Ted Mills here. You know. I know. You, you'll find you, you'll find somebody out there. You know, you, you'll find, if nothing, if it gets that bad, I'm volunteering Spectre and I, you know, we, we may have to come out there and help you because we we are team players like that and we will take one for the team and, you know, we just, we don't want to see suffering out there alone, you know, so uh, it, we, I don't it's know. so Spectre, hard. Would you take one for the team and, and go out there and suffer with them? Oh, stop twisting my arm, come on. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really no! That was loud, but thanks. <laughs> blame Yoda. Uh, blame Yoda. Um, yeah, it's, you know, you, you post um, all these pictures, and that's fine because I, I'm living vicariously through you because it's been, it's been over a year since I was in Hawaii, and it's, it's time to go back. No, it hasn't been a year yet, but I don't care. <laughs> and Spectre needs a vacation, so <laughs> you got a couch? We could, you know, like... Yeah, I'll, I'll oh, here pretty room. soon. Okay. There'll always be okay. a room for you guys. Always be room. Do you hear this? Do you hear this, Victor? Okay. I do. Yeah, I've got that. In, I've got that in writing now. It's <laughs> <laughs> on the show. So, um, we were talking about our our best, uh, you know, just what we remember from this year. And um, since we're on that, I do remember coming out and and uh, coming out to film some more footage for. Um, the episode we did on your group, the Legacy Initiative, um, coming out to Utah during the nice warm months. It was beautiful out there. And um, that outreach, you know, I've been following you guys for years since we met a few years ago at Project Hope. And um, until I came out there and uh, wandered around Salt Lake City for myself and saw just how much you guys were doing for them and how you encountered the police, you know, who weren't very helpful or very positive, I hate to say, you know, on that day. <clears throat> and and just how um, you guys interacted with all of the uh, less fortunate people out there on the street, it, um, it really inspired me. It made me want to follow your model and uh, bring that back here to California. So I want to thank you guys for doing that. And I, and I know that, uh, like you said, it's going to be harder out there for you to start um, in Hawaii because, you know, you've got your support group back in Utah. But I don't know. I, I, you're just that kind of guy that I think can uh, people people believe and believe in. So I think I, I think it will build faster than you realize. Yeah. And if not. I'm doing a little um, bit. I'm, uh, I'm doing a little bit of a, a 
a walkabout, if you will, taking a, a short sabbatical and to reorient myself, and then it'll be go time again. Yeah, I, I appreciate I appreciate the kind words. It it uh, does mean a lot to me. Well, the thing that I I can't wait to see, honestly, because because you're on the Big Island, right? You're staying on the Big Island. Uh huh. Yeah. That for I'm on the for, I'm on the Kona side. And that do you know that area was my happy place, my absolute favorite place in the world for years and years and years. Um, and so, and, and I know, uh, that they need help out there. I've seen it firsthand. So just knowing that that's going to start, uh, you do not know how tempting it is to go, yeah, I'm going to go hang out and help Travis for, well, when I say that, I'm, I'm half joking, bug knows this, um, and half serious. <laughs> so, uh, for those of you who, who are listening right now, you know, I, I guess we explained it that Travis... Uh, and Ted Mills uh, started the Legacy Initiative in Utah. And and can, since we've got you on here, can we ask you why why did you start this for somebody who who doesn't know who you are, doesn't know you know why this came about? Why did you guys start that? Oh gosh, it was a it was a drive to to want to make our community a better place, and uh, there was. Uh, just that feeling of knowing that people out there are are suffering and having a hard time and uh, just knowing that we have the ability to do something about it. And when you have that knowledge that somebody's hurting and you have the ability to do something, uh, you should be compelled to, to act on that. And that's kind of what happened. Hmm. There you go, Spectre. See, the people who come on to the show and inspire us yeah, and you know what? I mean, talking of, of inspirations, the um, for, for people who don't know, we have a, a web documentary series that, that Rock was directing, and uh, I was <clears throat> peripherally involved in, in narrating. But um, the the most recent episode of that was was based on the Legacy Initiative and the work that goes on in Salt Lake City. Um, but uh, you know, for me, that was one of the most inspirational pieces of. of TV or you know documentary that I've ever seen, and I actually showed it to a number of people that I work with and friends and family, um, and and everyone was, <clears throat> you know, it, it's it's obviously an independent documentary. It's you know it hasn't got Hollywood production values, but the message that that's in there is is extremely powerful, and I and I think Travis, some of the the things that you say in there are, are extremely wise around you know the journeys that people go on and, and how people are transformed through helping others, and it's uh, it's it's really really thought provoking if you haven't seen it. I'm just happy to be part of it. And uh, any time that I get a chance to hang out with you guys, I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> Even if there's a camera floating around. <laughs> <laughs> well, <clears throat> you know what? Here's the thing. And and I know that uh, Victor's probably like, all right, Rock, get on the next episode. It's been long overdue. And it has. And that is definitely on my list of you know, things we need to finish doing um, very soon. But uh, bringing a camera, you know, Beck, we're going to have to go out to Hawaii because we're, we're, uh, we got to film the start of the new uh, Legacy Initiative. You know, that's a good follow-up piece. So, um, yeah, uh, I'm thinking <laughs> that uh, we need to do that. What do you think, maybe? 
And uh, yeah, I could pretty much handle that. Yeah. <laughs> I could handle yeah. a couple of weeks there doing that. Can you tell I'm reaching here? I'm really not trying. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you actually need an excuse to come here. But, you know, if you, know. If you have to do that, if it makes you feel good, then, you know, go ahead. Yeah, it's it, it's, it's all business. That's what it is. There you go. So. <laughs> Know. You know, if you can write it off on your taxes or something. <laughs> you know, I think we could. I think we're going to have to do that 501c3 thing this year and then just write all this. You know, we could. We could write this off and go, it's a business expense. <laughs> uh, but so, Travis, I know it's, it's you're, uh, you're, what, three hours b- behind us over there? Um, I think I'm two hours from you guys. I'm three hours from Utah. Okay, I think I'm so only you, two hours behind you guys. So it's only it's only like five forty over there, or something like that. Yeah, that's exactly it. Wow, and sunset is always at eight thirty. Lucky bastard. Anyway, uh, <laughs> are you able to hang on the show with us, or do you do you got to get going? Yeah, I can hang for a little bit, but I've got some things I've got to get done. I just my calendar reminder popped up that the show was on, and I wanted to call in and, and say hi to you guys for a minute. Oh, oh, we, we definitely totally appreciate, appreciate that. that. So appreciate that. Thank you. I tell you what, we'll we'll keep you on. You can pop in anytime you want. Say whatever you want. Um, you'll be your your mic will be live, and we'll go on with uh, talking about our 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 best and worst of the year, along with giving out some congratulations, some more congratulations, and some tips on how to make it a better year. Wonderful. I'll <laughs> hang out here with you. So Wait. I might put you on mute for a little while as I do things, but I'll hate you. No worries. We don't want to hear you going to the bathroom or anything like that. You know, it's not that kind of thing, okay? <laughs> don't do a little, uh, Leslie Nielsen theme there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All righty, then. Um, and that reminds oh. me of fun fun guests we've had. You were talking about Misfit Spectre, and um, we had the next show that I had in line, uh, the next show in, in – um, April was that starting a new workout routine with Misfit, and if people are going to try to have a better 2016 and, and actually want to stick to a goal, man, that's a great show to listen to because she's just like he said before, female bodybuilder extraordinaire, plus the nicest lady you're ever going to meet. You know, all yeah, five feet. Like, you know, I, I kind of, for me, I, I was always a little skeptical about. Um, you know, bodybuilding for me is such an extreme form of exercise. You know, it's a very focused form of exercise to achieve a very specific goal, right? It's it's not, you right. know, it's similar to people who, I mean, I guess I do rock climbing now, right? It, the the exercise I do is designed to get me up a wall. It's, it's yeah. Just, yeah, hold on, hold on. Let's not go too fast. That, by the way, I'm glad you brought it up because I wanted to say you're a rock climbing fiend now. Every time I see your post, it's like I'm going, he is just out there climbing, you know, like every chance you get. That oh, sounds man. fantastic. Uh, until I until I overreach slightly and then screw my back and then have two weeks oh. off to recover, you know, getting old. Oh, but, uh, man. <laughs> that's okay. It just makes you stronger. It just makes you stronger. That's right. Yeah, that's right. And and lazier. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, you know, Misfit for me is, is a great example of, of – you know, she, she's very successful at, at bodybuilding and, and has had a great career in that. Um, but at the same time, her, her understanding of uh, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> but, but at the same time, the um, 
her understanding of other forms of exercise and, and, and things like diet and, um, you know, building lean muscle versus regular muscle and, and her understanding of that whole realm is, is huge. And, you know, I, I learned a lot from that episode and, and you know, th- things that I'd, I'd actually been actively trying to look up answers for online and, and struggling to find, uh, you know, sensible solutions to, she's, she's got right there. So, uh, you know, if, if I could, uh, if I could, transport or teleport a uh, a personal trainer all the way from Los Angeles to New York, Misfit would be uh, my number one pick, I have to tell you. Oh, my God, right? Can you imagine how much fun and how hard your routines would be, your workout routines with her? Oh, <laughs> yes. oh man. She's she's just, yeah, yeah. She's, she's just a storehouse of knowledge about that stuff, and that's what you want. You don't want the latest fad or some, I hate to say this, but you don't want some half-assed trainer that just just started working at 24-hour fitness, you know, because then you train the wrong way and you hurt the only body you have. So it's good, you know. And and the nice thing about her is you can contact her and she will help you. She's not, you know, unreachable or, you know, she's just the nicest person. And if you're sincere, you know, we'll we'll put up her Facebook page up there if anybody's got questions for her. Yeah, and you know, I hate to sound like a fanboy and keep going on, but uh, as well as you know, the physical aspect that she's in great shape and she looks awesome. I mean, she, you know, she looks incredibly strong, but but she's also you know also a beautiful woman as well. Um, right. She, you know, as well as the physical side of things and her being a nice person, she does all of the fundraising, does a ton of fundraising for St Jude's for for the Misfits group. Her, her and her husband, uh, who's known as, as White Scorpion. Um, do do a ton of work and and you know they're they're inspirational for for a ton of reasons. So uh, very very cool uh, episode if you want to have a listen to that one. Yeah, you know they are they. You'll hear us talk about them quite a bit because like Travis, they actually feel like family. Like we've all stayed in each other's homes, we've all hung out with each other, and and just you know that they feel like extended family, and we're just really really fortunate to have people like that in our lives and on our shows. Um, and speaking of fortunate, you know, that, that bumper you heard at the beginning of the show was by, uh, Eric, the smoke Moran. Um, and that was our next show, uh, in, in April. And I know that was one of, one of Spectre's favorite shows, just like mine, because you ran into him and got him on our show, right? At a convention. Yeah. And actually I, I just literally heard today that, um, he and I are going to be going to the same convention in in Philadelphia in in April again. So the, the same place that I met him last year. Um, but you know, for, for that guy, um, for me, it's enough to say that he was uh, a Marine. He then became he worked in security and he became a bodyguard. Um, he was doing he was a bodyguard for um, for so, some kind of nightclub in Philadelphia. Um, and ended up um, working as a bodyguard when there was a professional wrestling match on in the club, and one of the uh, the managers for the professional wrestling club uh, for, for the professional wrestling organization said to him, "You know, do you want a job? We, you know, you're a big guy. We could take you on." So he then had a successful career as a pro wrestler. Um, had a, a comic book character created for him, who's, who's called Eric Moran during the day and the smoke in the evening by DC Comics of all people. Um, and, and is now a professional cosplayer and an actor in, in an independent Star Trek series. I mean, the guy <coughs> is just amazing. <laughs> to, uh, yeah. And the nicest guy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. See, 
that's important to us. If you're successful, yes, we'll probably bring you on here because you can share your success tips with our listeners. But if you're a douchebag, uh, we're not as likely to promote you <laughs> as we are. So so rest assured that people that we have here on the Heroes 101 Radio, they're not only successful in what they do and inspirational, they're also really freaking nice people. So... Um, you know, to get to know them and what they do better, it, it, it could only behoove you. So, um, Smoke is one of those people. Yeah, you know, I just remember that that episode. Um, I, I had a, a ton of bean bags in the corner of my basement, and I'm laying on these bean bags like a like a teenage stoner, just <laughs> in awe, just <laughs> listening to this guy's voice go on and on about all this amazing stuff that he's done, and and just everything he said was holy crap, that's true, that's that's a great message. Um, it, that was one of the best, uh, the most fun shows I've ever done. Yeah, you guys, like I said, in April. See, I'm giving you guys tips on, on which archives to go back. Not like we don't want you to hear every single one, but if you want some of the fun ones, you know, they're they're fantastic. Um, after that one, we had Toxic Radio uh, on, you know. That was another fun show. Um, yeah, that, and, Toxic Radio was like a yeah. no-hold-bad, say-whatever-pops-into-your-head kind of a show. and, and Right, uh, for, for a guy who's into, uh, he was pretty much into hip hop and rap and, and metal, um, and, and had started his own independent radio show. Was that was that was a lot of fun as well. Oh man, that one, yeah. See, and then he he, he would tell. After listening to that one, I thought, God, you know what? I am gonna go my own way now because <laughs> he did, and he's doing. You know, he's having a good time, living his life. So, if you guys don't get that from that show, you're not listening carefully. Um, after that, we had a, uh, we'll do this every now and then. By the way, uh, if you guys have, if you want to request a topic or request a, a um, you know, just some subject that you want us to talk about or some guest, if we can get them, we'll get them. If it's, if it's something you want to talk about, let us know, you know, just drop us a line. But that, by request, we did an emergency disaster preparedness show, um, I don't know, it might have been after an earthquake or something, but uh, we did that one, and, and those are always important to listen to because it's better to know and to be prepared than to wish you had. Um, and after that, we had kind of a fun one. You and I were on a – I don't know if you, you're going to remember this, but we were on a little bit of a rant at the beginning. It was called What Would Captain America Do? Oh, yes. Oh, my right? God, yeah. And we – Started off the show pissed off at a certain. It was advice for real life superheroes, for or for anyone who wants to be a hero. Um, and you and I started off the show just pissed off at, at the recent actions of someone who calls himself a, a you know a superhero. And <laughs> man, that was a. Yeah, that yeah, was a fun one. You know, before you before people think uh these guys are on a short fuse, I think I, I seem to remember um, this is all coming back to me now. The mm-hmm. um the thing that triggered that that rant from both of us was um the fact that this individual who who was calling himself a hero had actually gone on Facebook and, and told a pregnant woman, a heavily pregnant woman, that she was fat. Right. <laughs> that, right. You know, and that for me was just a, a hell of a douche move. And and I still right. believe um, so today. Exactly, and I'm like, how many? In how many ways is that wrong, hero? Yeah. So, yeah, we were pretty pissed off about that. Yeah, that was fun. You know, sometimes it's good just to rant, and and you know, we're amongst friends here, like forty-three thousand friends. (laughs) Exactly. What's the worst that could happen? 
Right, exactly. Um, <laughs> somebody might learn something. Uh, and our, you and I took a, a little bit of a break between May and uh, June, but then we came back with our vacation tales and, and what we had done. And I, I think you went to a wedding last year and got to travel with it. I was actually out of the country, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that, yeah that was... <laughs> I went to a wedding, and, and because I know there are some uh, some geeks who listen, and I'm particularly thinking of Geek, Geek Pile uh, podcast and radio show who are in our chat room. Um, I went to a wedding, and the wedding car was Ecto-1 from Ghostbusters, and, and the bridesmaids and the bride were all arrived in Ecto-1, which was just... That's awesome. Absolute, and, and the Ghostbusters That's a big thinking. Yeah, they were driving <laughs> in their proton packs and their full, uh, their overalls and everything. It was, yeah, really something. That, that's, oh, man, I would love to have that. Oh, that's pretty cool. Um, and that was, yeah, those were our vacation tales. Uh, but then when we came back, we came back strong um, in June with, uh, man, this one, Mark McYoung. Talk about, it, it was called Mark McYoung Gets Real, but talk about... <laughs> Getting real, bad guy doesn't hold anything back, you know. Wow. So, uh, that was yeah, so real, wasn't it? it was, right. I I'd kind of, I, you know, I'd, I'd looked at some of Mark McYoung's books. I, I wasn't the biggest, um, you know, previous fan of his. I, I wasn't familiar with that much of his work. Um, but uh, you know, I was I was aware that lots and lots of people were, um, and I was kind of expecting someone who was going to come in and say, you know, don't do this. This works. This doesn't. I've, you know, I've trained in this, you know, Filipino stick fighting, and it's great for that. Um, but it was much more. Um, everything we asked, it, the answer was um, was completely off the wall, and and it, you know, it kind of demonstrated that this guy really, really knows his stuff, and you know, it isn't just going to give you stupid tips about you know twist someone's arm this way. It, it's right. it, it's much more about um, you know. I, I was even asking questions like uh, you know, how, how do you train for for some of these very extreme martial arts where you you know going to rip out someone's esophagus or gouge someone's eyes or you know do do permanent lasting damage or, or or kill someone? You know, how do you how do you drill into someone that when they're in a self defense situation and their life really does depend on it, they actually feel comfortable? And and the answers he was giving were were almost along the lines of what a stupid question. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I've right. never had I've never interviewed someone and felt stupider at the end of that interview <laughs> than that show. Right, you know, and yeah, I, I felt the same way. I thought he doesn't want to give you some canned two second answer, you know, just to fill time on the air. He actually wants you to research and train. So, you know, he wasn't giving us the easy way out and that's fine. The guy, yeah. you know, and you know, a lot of what he was talking about was really uh, mind-bending stuff about uh, seeing the human race as different tribes that have come together and the merging of those tribes and the friction it creates. And, you know, it wasn't about one-on-one self-defense. It was about, you know, how do you survive in this in this modern urban jungle, um, which right. was still interesting as all hell, just not <laughs> not something I was qualified to grill him on, you know. Oh, yeah, and, and a lot deeper than we thought we'd get that day. <laughs> yeah. But a fun oh. show, nonetheless. And, and now, for straight answers, the next show, um, by contrast, had uh, a firefighter uh, battalion chief, actually, who's been at it for, for oh gosh, 30-something years. And that was a friend of mine, Grant Tukiwa. And um, 
he he was giving us just straight answers because you know the things we were talking about could you straight up and down yes yes no answers black and white um a lot of them but the one thing that he said uh that really stuck with me and this was really applicable to the real life superhero community um and it it, it i tried to pass this on to them as much as i could after that show was when we were talking about how a lot of these these uh, new real-life superhero um, members of the community come out and they say things like, yeah, I really can't wait for something to happen to someone in front of me so I can save them. You know, they're just walking around waiting for something to happen. And what Grant reminded me of that day was that when you are hoping for something that, like that to happen, you're actually hoping that someone has maybe the worst day of their entire life in front of you just so you can try to play hero, you know? And that's absolute truth. I don't ever want to see anything happen in front of me. I'd I'd actually rather go through my entire life without having to ever use CPR on anyone. So um, that really stuck with me that a lot of these kids don't realize what they're hoping for when they hope that they can play hero to somebody. Yeah, and you know the the other thing that he said along the same lines that, that again, really stuck with me from that show. And, and you know, as you said earlier, we, we, we've done a lot of disaster prep shows, and it's something that I feel that, um, you know, you more than I, but, you know, I feel like collectively we, we actually have a good amount of knowledge on. And, and the show that we did later with Grant, um, really highlighted to me a different scale of knowledge that, that you know, we haven't got to yet. Um, but, yeah, the right. thing he said that really stuck with me was you, you're not going to be using these, you know, first aid skills and, and, and the skills that you learn in, in things like cert training. You're not going to be using them most likely on random strangers as you're walking down the street and you find someone unconscious. You're going to be You're going to be using these skills on your loved ones, you know, the people that you spend the majority of your time with. Um, oh, my gosh. You know, you're not right, right. strangers. You're benefiting your friends and your family, and that, you know, that was very powerful to me. Right? Did that? It sent a chill. Thank you for reminding me because that sent a chill down my spine. I went, oh my god, you're absolutely right. I need to know this stuff because it's not Joe, Joe, everyday guy walking down the street. It's probably a family member that you're going to be using it on. That is it's so nice powerful. Night bug right there. Yeah. Right. Right, honey. I better. <laughs> Huh? <laughs> He's like, oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was a really that was a great one. So if you guys want to go back and hear something that if you don't come away learning something from that show again, you're honey, you're not listening. Um, but the show after that, uh, this was something that actually started a snowball, um, and it's still going with us. It was the pop culture heroes um, against bullying show. With and I am so grateful to my my co-host for scoring this this uh, guest for us because he's the one who got her on our show. But we actually got um, one of the stars of Star Trek: Deep Space Nine, Chase Masterson, uh, the the founder of the Pop Culture's Heroes Against you know Coalition Heroes Against Bullying Coalition. That was a good show. Yeah, you know that that was slightly surreal to me. Uh, the, the whole experience of um... You know, I, I met Chase Masterson in a Comic Con in in Connecticut, in in a big casino there. And you know, she was uh, she actually had a stall in the convention center um, for this this pop culture anti bullying coalition uh, group that 
that she and, and a number of other people, both celebrities and, and kind of, uh, I, I guess, more academic qualified type people run. Um, and, uh, and, and yeah, she was sat there at this booth and nobody came up to it. She looked bored out of her mind. And um, it, it's one of those things where you think, you think to yourself, can I really walk up to this person who's been on TV and just ask them to go on my radio station that, I hate to say, but we, you know, we're not the, the biggest, you know, the biggest well-known podcast in the world. Um, and she was so accommodating. You know, I, I actually contacted them again through their Facebook page afterwards to, to kind of check that this wasn't just, you know, all talk. Um, and, and again, you know, they, they actually arranged to set up the show with the founders of the group and, and, and various other people who had been involved. Um, and, and for me, it was uh, it was an incredible show in terms of just people being very open and honest about where they've come from, what they feel that they can offer to their communities, and, and how they, they personally give back. Um, and, and the stuff that um, Carrie, who was you know, one of the other founders of this group, was talking about her, her work in schools to, to try to end bullying, um, and Chase Masterson herself talking about the work she does with um, inner-city gangs in Los Angeles and, and, you know, trying to rehabilitate Crips and Bloods and, you know, people who have, have literally gone from murdering other people in, in other groups to, um, to to trying to see them as, as, as human beings and, and see, you know, see them as people. Um, that, that was an amazing show and, and one that I'll never forget. Right, and it inspired us so much that we uh, started a group that, we hope to get really, really going um, this year called the uh, Convention Initiative. And um, bullying, you know, happens everywhere. And, and there's a lot of it that still goes on in conventions, particularly against women in costume. So um, we realize that the real-life superhero community can can absolutely, you know, their their strengths can be utilized at conventions. Um, by offering their services to existing security, you know, in a um, another eyes and ears type of way, and to to act also as goodwill ambassadors, walking around to anyone who may need any assistance. So, you know, it's a great place to wear costumes and to keep an eye on things and to to help serve the community. Again, so the convention initiative you can find that on Facebook, and that's we're really hoping that takes off um, this year. But we, we owe that to uh, Chase Masterson and their group for even, you know, planting that seed in our heads. Yeah, um, you know, it, it, the thing that really inspired me there was, you know, they, they actually had backing um, Chase Masterson's group from the U.N. And uh, and we asked her, you know, how, how did you actually get backing from the U.N.? You know, how, how did you manage to climb the ladder to get to that kind of level? Um, and she said uh, she actually literally just phoned up the, the number that she found on the Internet for, for the U.N. and said, this is uh, Chase Masterson. I was on Star Trek. Can I talk to someone <laughs> about backing for my group? And, uh, and and literally just walked in through, you know, through the, the receptionist and, and worked her way up the tree and, and, you know, just from making phone calls and cold calling into them, um, built a relationship with the UN. So, you know, it, it just goes to show that if you've got the willpower to make something happen, you can do it. Fantastic, right? That's, there you go. Just be assertive and, and be devoted to what you want and, you know, committed to it. So, um you know, we've got like 20 minutes left on the show, and um, rather than run through the rest of the, because we did talk, you know, briefly about uh, the next few shows, which had our 
um, Warrior Dash, and then had, you know, we had the anniversary show and the Force Awakens spoiler show. Um, I thought it would be great, like we promised, to to give out some tips on how to have a better 2016 Um you know, who knows? You may hear one thing that makes you think, yeah, I could try that this year, and that might make the difference. Uh, so with that, if that's okay with my co-host, um, we can move forward to the the, the tip-giving part. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. <clears throat> okay. Um, one of the things that uh, that I, I was uh, researching was that a lot of people, 2016 is a, a really good year, especially in January, to recall one of your childhood dreams. You know, what what did you want to do when you were a kid? What did you dream about doing? And why did you give up on it? Now, it's January, and, and these aren't necessarily New Year's resolutions because everybody knows we don't stick to those, but they, you can be looking at it as a, you know, tabula rasa where you, you can just start anew. Um, and go from here, go from day one, let this be your your, your new day. Um, the childhood dreams thing, unless you're actually living your childhood dream, doing what you thought you'd do, why not revisit one of those and recall what it was you thought you wanted to do? Um, wow, that's, that's a really, really cool idea, you know. I'd, and I, I guess I, I'm always a little wary of those people who try to, uh, to, to almost, you know, relive or recapture their childhood, but um, you know, I, I, I'm always more wary of the guys who, um, you know, the people who buy their their original toys on eBay and you know try to try to rebuild <laughs> something which is gone, or you know they try to recreate a, an amazing vacation that they had where you know you you can't really do that. But I, I love the idea that you can, um, you know, you maybe maybe either take a dream that you weren't able to realize and 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 do it now. Um, or, or you know, or maybe even something that that was an amazing experience for you as a kid. It, you know, if you have your own children now, or you know, your, your own friends and family that you want to, you know, try to uh, to relive that with, then that that may not be uh, the most terrible idea in the world at all. No, not at all. Um, so that one really resonated with me. Um, another one is is if if you're going to hold things in for the whole year. They're going to damage you somehow. You know, holding in any type of of negative emotion does damage. So if there's something that you haven't shared uh, before and you've internalized, now would be a really good time to choose somebody that you really care about, who you know cares about you. Share a story um, that you've held in that was painful and and therefore take away some of its power by, by lending the burden to someone else. You know, and 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 then getting rid of it and going, okay, there, I shared it, and now it's it's out there, and perhaps even finding ways to to heal from it, you know, uh, together. Yeah, and so. I think the same the same goes for for being yourself as well. You know, everyone says, yeah, just be yourself. It's it, you know, but it's it can be very intimidating and and very challenging when you know, the person that you choose to be. And we see this a lot on the real-life superhero forums that, you know, people, I, I can't tell my parents what I really do and, you know, that I can't yeah. tell people my secret identity. And, yeah. you know, um, I, I'm even thinking more about in people's personal lives. There are so many people who keep things hidden away from those around them for fear of, you know, people being judgmental. But uh, for me personally, um, 
as you say, once things are out there and, and once everyone knows, it's it's a lot less of an issue than when people didn't know, I guess. Oh, my God, absolutely. There's there's this lightening of, of the shoulders, if you will, you know, this yeah. lessening of a burden when you when you share it. And because, right, you know, the, the, the onus is no longer on you to either keep the secret or not. The secret's already done, and the onus is then on the other people to react however they want to react. And, and that's down to them, and that's their there choice. There you go. You know, and, yeah. Yeah. Um, and another thing that you know, like another thing that I thought it's a great thing to do, especially right now. You know, we're only in the first week of of the new year, everybody. So this is you know, it's a good time to do these. Here's one that I think everybody should do: send a handwritten note to someone that you absolutely admire, and tell them sincerely and exactly why you admire them. And ask them if they'd like to meet with you for 10 minutes sometime just to talk. And you never know. If you send a bunch of these out, you never know, even if it's a celebrity, who might actually respond to that and give you 10 minutes of their time. Wow. Just so you can thank them and, and talk to them. Um, just like, look what happened with Chase. She contacted the UN. You know, The UN! <laughs> this is not a tiny little <laughs> mom and pop store, you know. You never know where someone's going to give you some time, especially if you're sincere. You know what? As well, I, I must admit, I've been doing something similar recently, where I try to to remember and and, and recognize good service. And you know, the, the movie theater that I go to a lot, um, there's a manager there who who wants you know come to some meal because the meal sucked. And um, and, and another time, he, he actually you know arranged for us to get our VIP Star Wars tickets because we won a competition there. And but you know, every experience I've had with the guy, they've, they've been minor you know minor things where we bumped into him, but they've all been very positive. And you know, and he kind of lives and breathes the uh, the DNA that the, the movie theater wants to portray. Um, so I, I I found the email address of the owner of that chain of theaters and sent the guy a, a fairly long email just saying these are the interactions I've had with this manager. I think he's doing a great job. He's just the kind of person you want. And you know, and, and actually, I haven't heard anything back. And, but I like to think that if you put enough of that good karma out there in the world, and, and you kind of you know hope that the the people who deserve it get rewarded, then you know maybe what goes around comes around, or, or maybe someone just gets a smile on their face, and, and their boss says, you know, good job, man, you did all right. Oh today. yeah, yeah, absolutely. I second that. You, you know, because we all take the time to complain, right? To some 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 business. So, you know, you take the time to, to, to you know, launch a complaint. It Take the two minutes to, to let somebody's supervisor know that they did well. And I, I love that you did that because, like you said, you know, at least you know you did it. Instead of thinking, I, you know, that guy was really great. I should have said something. <clears throat> so I, I think that's wonderful. Um, another thing you can do is, and this is really important, and I've I've gone through this myself, Stop telling yourself you love people just because you grew up with them. Now, wow. if they've been unconditionally supportive to you, you know, all your life, if they've been the kind of family members or, you know, people that you've been, you know, that you've had in your family for years and they've been wonderful to you and have helped you along the path, that's fantastic. Of course you love them. However, if you don't have anything in common with them if it, just because they grew up with you and just because they share the same blood does not mean 
you have to force yourself to love this person. I'm sorry. I know that people say blood is thicker than water and, you know, it's because of their family. That's crap. You keep putting yourself through these tough situations just because you feel this guilt because they're your family. If you guys, if it's not helping your life, if it's not helping your health, stop telling yourself you have to love them just because you grew up with them. Yeah, yeah. And you know what, for me... Everybody I know who's been through any kind of therapy or counseling or, you know, anything of that nature, um, I'm pretty much thinking every single one of them I know, um, most of their issues come back to family, to, to abusive family who, you know, and, and I'm not trying to say that family is, is the worst thing. You know, family can be enormously supportive um, if, it, if it works the right way, but it can also be massively damaging and there's nobody that can undermine your self-confidence and your self-worth uh like uh, like a family member um and yeah i completely agree that you know there are some relationships that you know are after we're all old enough to know whether something's working or not and after uh you know after a certain amount of time you should be able to uh make your own mind up about whether something is cancerous and just needs to be removed thank you that's the bottom line right there you know when it's good for you and you know when it's not. And sometimes, even when you know it's not, you still subconsciously try to attract the same type of people because you're trying to create your own, you know, family that you hoped you grew up with, you know. That's, this is a topic we could, we could you know, talk about at an, on another show. We could just go on and on, but it's the absolute truth. It's just... You know what I'd say, though, as as the last thought on the the family side of things is the other mistake that I think you can fall into is um, feeling like you can change family members. And, you know, there's something pretty powerful, I think, in just accepting that, you know, if if, if you've got a parent that you don't get on with and you've got a broken relationship with them, they're not going to change. You know, that relationship isn't going to change because your parent suddenly changes their personality. You know, they, they are who they are. And and it's really, you know, your choice as to whether you decide to, to live with them and, and continue with the relationship in that vein and just accept it as it is. And and that that may be enough, you know, acceptance isn't a terrible thing. Um or whether you know, you whether you, you choose to, to try to change the nature of that relationship or, or just end it and all of that's in your control. But uh you know, assuming that you can change someone is, is a dead end for a start. Exactly. Assuming that you can change thank you. <laughs> Again, that we could do a whole other show on. <laughs> um, another thing that I think that uh, uh, everybody should do this year, if if you've never done this before, you should get angry about something that's unfair. Don't stand for it, and see what you can do about trying to change it. You might not change it, you know, signing a petition or something. You may not change it, but at least you got angry about something that you knew was wrong, that you knew was unfair, and you stood for it and did your small part in or big part in trying to change it. This is a good year to do that. Um, if you start, you know, this month, who knows, it may become habit with you where you stand up for things that need standing up for. Right. And you know what? There's, there's, there's actually been a crazy order um, by Governor Cuomo in, in New York, um, just over the last month, where he's actually put out an order saying that he wants homeless people to be forcibly removed. These are his words, forcibly removed from the streets um, and put into shelters, you know, regardless of whether they want to or not. Um, As soon as the weather gets below 32 degrees Fahrenheit, 
he wants people to be forcibly removed by the NYPD and, and sent to shelters. And, uh, you know, that that's something that we, you know, we, we can certainly see why some people might think that's a good idea, you know, better than being out on the streets. Let's force them to go somewhere warm. Um, but there are good reasons why some people don't want to be in the shelters and, you know, why human beings should be given a choice and not forced to do anything. And, uh, and certainly the New York team is going to be fighting that in terms of, you know, petitioning. And, and um, Med, Med Blasio has already been very vocal about the fact that he doesn't even think it's legally enforceable to, to allow NYPD to do that. Um, but we'll also be, uh, you know, out there on the streets, you know, making our, our presence felt where we can as well and, and trying to, uh, to physically stop that happening. So I, I completely agree. It's, you know, things like that are worth getting angry about. Absolutely. I, I am hearing this and I'm st- I'm sitting here in disbelief going, he wants them to forcibly, no, that's, that can't be legal. Number one, it can't be legal. It's so wrong. <laughs> it's just, yes, right. it's, wow, that's, I, it's, I hope he understands the repercussions of what his words are, are putting out there. So, oh, I'm glad you guys are taking a stand. Um, and the last thing, because I know that Spectre has um, some congratulations he wants to give out, but the last thing I want to encourage people to do this year and and who knows you may find the next uh, you know the next Picasso piece is is create or buy some art because we're a very technology run you know society and everything is is digital and everything is is up on our screens if you create art or if you buy art you're supporting you know your local artist you're supporting that medium i I just think that having something wonderful hanging on your wall, be it small, big, you know, um, expensive or inexpensive, is is a nice way for things to actually go viral in the more human sense. So I would encourage you. And yeah, I think when you say art as well, that that art can be, you know, music from a local musician. It can be pottery from a, yeah, you know, it it can take a a number of different forms. But yeah, that's an awesome idea. Yeah, that so those are those are my tips on how to have a better you know, we could have done a whole show on on tips to to have a better uh 2016, but but for me those really stood out uh as far as as what's different than hey, join a gym. <laughs> how about losing a few pounds, man? How about losing a few pounds, you know? How about eating right? It's like blah, boring. Um well, you know what? I, I've got one tip, um, and, but it, it's pretty. It, it's more a mindset than it is a you know something practical you can do. But this is something I, I've personally been thinking about, and I think it, it applies to a lot of positive areas of, of your life, whether it's exercise, diet, whether it's the outreach work that we do in the initiative. Um, but the the thing I, I've been thinking about is is that we should all do what we can when we can, and that should be enough. Um, you know, and and that if everybody if everybody did what what they could when they could, then the world would be a, a pretty significantly better place. And that you know we can all look around and we can all see people doing more or doing the same thing that we're doing, but they're doing it more often, or you know some way that that someone is is contributing more than we are. Um, but if if you know if we're taking whatever spare time and whatever spare resources that we have and and putting that back into our communities. Um, that that can really snowball and become something special. And, and as I say, if, if everyone um, adopted that mindset, or if we inspired, you know, even even a number of people to adopt that mindset, um, I, I think the world significantly Im- 
improves through that. I'm gonna I'm gonna put that somewhere where I can see it every day. What you can, when you can. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I won't tattoo it on my wrist or anything, but I will keep it where I can see it every day. <laughs> but you know, I think the key thing is is to actually do something. You know, it's not enough to right. sit around uh, saying I wish I was doing this. But but at the same time, if you are doing something um, and and you are feeling like you know that's all you can do. Then, then that's good enough. You know, that, that's all we could ever expect from someone. And exactly. you know, there's, there's no need to sit around feeling bad that uh, you know other people are doing more or they've got more resources to throw into it, whatever those resources may be. Um, you know, as long as everyone's working towards a positive goal and there's something uh, optimistic and good coming out of it, then then that's certainly good enough for me. That's an excellent way to look at things, and 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 I think we need to remind our group too, because I think oftentimes uh, uh, members of the initiative feel like I'm not doing as much as I can. Well, if you know that you're doing what you can, when you can, then like you said, that's enough. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's right. We're you know we're all yeah all, all aiming for the same thing. Right, exactly. And speaking of members of our group. <laughs> How's that for a segue into your congratulations? <laughs> wow, yeah, you know, we've got so, I, I guess the the thing I was thinking at the end of this show is what have we got coming up in 2016? And, you know, we've talked about the new Warrior Dash coming up and, and there's there's a bunch of other stuff that we're doing. In, in New York, we're doing a ton more more homeless work and we've, we've got some great partners who are helping uh, collect supplies for the homeless for us that are, are absolutely flooding in. Um, so all of the, the work side of things is, is amazing at the moment and very positive. Um, but there's a ton of congratulations, and you know we already talked about Travis and, and his amazing move to Hawaii, which uh, you know we're all jealous of. Um, but yeah, as well, you know, over and above that, we've we've got uh, Joe, who heads up our, our UK initiative, um, has just got engaged. So big congratulations to Joe. Um, <laughs> long time. <laughs> hey, we're not going to have one of those for everything. I no, I'd, I'd kill him. Not going to. But actually, the next one deserves one. But the, yeah, so the long-time uh, Virginia Initiative um, members, so uh, Sakura and, and Ira, um, will be having a baby in 2016, which is uh, about as exciting as things get. That, that gets one. That, that gets one. Yeah, that, that is so cool. Our family is growing. <laughs> yeah, and you know, as well as, as uh, Sakura and Ira, we've also got Tree Song, who is... Uh, uh, again, one of the coolest people you could meet, and and his uh, his his uh, partner, I believe, Grace, who are who are also having a baby this year. Yeah, yeah, they're babies. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and uh, um, never and also from the from the Legacy Initiative, we talked about Ted, Ted and, and Charity from uh, Salt Lake City are getting married this year, <clears throat> which I must say I, I really want to get to. I would love to uh, to get out for their big day and uh, and help oh. them celebrate. You got it. We got to meet out there. It's in May. You've got plenty of yeah. time. You you would love it. Are you kidding? You know how many people we know out there? Do you know how many people we can kick back and celebrate with? That'd be so fantastic. And and the cool thing is Travis is marrying them. Yes, he's officiating. Yeah, that that's awesome. I, uh, yeah. I, yeah. I'm, I'm going to do everything I can to, to be there with my family as well. So, uh, Yep. And I'm sure I've missed probably 20 other amazing things that I, I know about, but I'm just too brain dead to, uh, <laughs> to even remember. <laughs> no, that's that's pretty. I think you got you covered a lot. Uh, it's just so much. Every time we didn't it feel like you you woke up on New Year and there was all this 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 uh, news and you're going what? Yeah, it's really. Only the 
first day of the year and the first week of the year, and there's all this cool stuff. Oh, um, one thing I want to uh, want to say I'm really excited about is we just found out today that, uh, and we had him on our show. Um, let's see, we've had him on our show. Gosh, on Geek Pile once, and thank you, Geek Pile Radio. You guys can check them out too. They talk about all things geek. They're just so fun and goofy. Um, they're in our chat room right now. They uh, they had our Lightsaber Academy, Golden Gate Knights Lightsaber Academy's founder and head instructor, Alan Block, um, who he's been on TV so many times in his Jedi gear, wielding a lightsaber, wielding a lightsaber rather, um, just found out from him today and the founder of the New York Jedi group, Flynn Michael, uh, who now lives in California, that the uh, Golden Gate Knights lightsaber group will be joining the California Initiative every fourth Saturday for a needle pickup patrol in costume. And I'm pretty damn excited about that. I mean, if you think about it, a bunch of uh, us geeky Star Wars fans out there in costume picking up used needles, and I know you're dying to hit that. Go ahead. Yes. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) Anyway, so uh, I just wanted to say thank you to them for for, uh, starting this up with us because that's going to be awesome. Inspector's got to come out too for that. Oh man, I, I, yeah, I can't resist. You know what though? It does make me think. If if somebody's uh, in a bad way, they've taken uh, a, a, quite a decent amount of drugs that morning, and, and suddenly you guys turn up dressed as Jedi with lightsabers walking down the alleyway, they're not going to know what planet they're on. <laughs> so, I know, dude. We'll work that don't out. Don't do no that. <laughs> we'll just pose with lightsabers after. <laughs> Oh gosh, we've got we're down to we're down to a minute. Did you want to go ahead and wrap our show up, figure guys? Oh my goodness, you know my mind's kind of blown by just talking about what we uh, what we did over the last year. I'm uh, kind right. of amazed and and grateful to be a part of this. It's been uh, it's been a fun ride. So I guess we'll uh, I guess we'll keep it going, right? Yeah, yeah. What the heck? We might as well, right? <laughs> Well, you know, I, I guess I've, I've got to give uh, a massive amount of thanks then to, to the people who have listened. 43,000 listens, that's kind of crazy. And right. uh, and to, to the people who are always in the chat room, we always see Titus Lupus, we always see uh, uh, Geek Power Radio in there as well. Um, and Travis as well for joining us uh, yet again from, from Hawaii this time, which is pretty damn impressive. Um, so, uh, yeah, and, you know, thanks to all of our guests who have been awesome over the last year. And, uh, and we will see you again next week, I guess, and uh, we'll be back for, for more uh, Heroes 101 Radio. Thanks, everybody. Have a good one. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Take care. Good night. Good night. <laughs> and now your stupid intro won't come in, right, Bug? Right. <laughs> uh, instead, I'm just going to end it with this. Won't play either. We're together again, huh? Ever. Who's missing? How are we doing? Same as always. That bad, huh? <laughs> <laughs> that bad, huh? Good night.